Hey there, everyone, and welcome to what we think is episode 18 of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. I'm here with my dear friends and colleagues, Alicia and Cassandra, and we're going to serve up some insights around the astrology of the week starting Monday, the 11th of March. And we are recording this a couple of weeks in advance, but we do still have Mercury in Pisces while we're recording and the snafus and the forgetfulness particularly are hilarious. I just prepped the start of the episode and then I didn't say anything because I thought Alicia was in throwing the show, even though she had... The three of us had discussed 30 seconds prior that I would intro the show, so there was this dead silence. So this is take two of this episode <laughs> through Mercury. I mean, by the time you guys are listening, Mercury is retrograde in Pisces. So there's a lot going on this week, but we've each picked one of our favorite aspects that we've had our eye on to share with you. What are you gals interested in for this week, astro-wise? Uh, I know both of you have a lot more to say than that so well all right I will do it Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the sun squaring Jupiter on the 14th Uh, it'll probably be the 13th in the US Canada and the States yep Um, yeah so you know, Sun is in Pisces, Jupiter's in Sag. So Jupiter is definitely the head honcho of the show, uh, despite the square. So I feel it's definitely, like when I, I'm talking about squares, I often think of that concept of stretching. Um, mm. It's a bit different to opposition type of stretching because it's a bit more of a flow, I find, with an opposition. It's about either choosing one or the other. But when it's a, stretch, a, a square, I feel like it's got a grinding type of feel to it where you know one planet's trying to go in one direction and another planet's trying to go in another direction so they're sort of like getting in each other's way so when we're talking about um sun and jupiter we're kind of you know they're both really kind of hot planets they're wanting to be seen they're wanting to kind of like shine their light and their radiance and what they've got to offer so you know there could be some like a little bit of you know tension or needing to uh, make some adjustments around perhaps themes of personal authenticity or, or what it is that you know you want to shine or what you want to kind of get out there versus maybe what you believe you think should be true or you know, um, ideals, fantasies, kind of when we're talking around um, the Jupiter Pisces or the Sag Pisces bit mm-hmm. there. So um, I don't think it's, you know, a, a fatal type of square. I think mm, it's, you know, no way. it's definitely, um, you know, whatever kind of tension or frustration or irritation that you might experience on that day, you know, has a massive potential to lead you to something better than what you thought was going to be the plan <laughs> on the get-go kind of thing. So it might just be about stretching your idea around something rather than being blocked or what have you. How about you girls? What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely don't get blocked out of this square. Um, I not this one. <laughs> not this one. This is no. definitely more of a mutable like over-exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Like I think if there's any problem in air quotes, it's that you've taken on too much or you've bitten off more than you can chew, that you – You've, you've maybe got this infusion, like an excessive amount of infusion of confidence or belief or that kind of I can do it quality. Yeah. Personally, I'm all for that because I think most of us need more of that than not. And so it's probably a good day where people are going to take some risks and maybe go out on a limb 
not everything you take a risk is going to pay off, but I think there's some great wisdom to be gained by the adventures or the experiences that you maybe say yes to or take that leap of faith around. Mm -hmm. Um, And midweek, I mean, it's, we kind of got the sun late in Pisces, Jupiter's late in Sag, but yeah, it feels like, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, we might all be putting our hands up for things. You might regret it a little bit later, but there's going to be some great growth, um, some insights, some wisdom, new understanding that comes as a result. It's a bit of a, um, you know, what we'd say in Australia, she'll be right, you know, yeah. like don't worry about the details, particularly with that Mercury retrograde in Pisces. Yeah. Just say yes. She'll be right, mate. Figure out the details later. Just say yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. It's got that winging it kind of energy, doesn't it? Like dive in and worry about how to make it happen after you've already committed to the vision. Sorry, that's Lee, how I live my life. Something there, and I'm I'm totally Jupitering this. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I also think that there's a real magnanimity. Magn- <laughs> I can't talk. Magnanimous, magnanimous quality to this, yep. and a generosity that's 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 with this. And I feel like that can actually be where we go too far and we give too much of ourselves, um, which the um, transit I'll be talking about in a minute will actually tighten that up a bit. But, yeah, it's that feeling of, I don't know, it's like I've just got that image of a puppy bounding into the room, you know, so exuberant and ready for anything and, and then there's a bravado and a confidence um, that that will feel that day, um, mm. the morning here in Australia and probably the evening before in the US. And, yeah, it's just um, as well, I think, you know, this, there was a conjunction. So this is almost an adjustment of things went since the conjunction that happened, I think it was on the 27th of November last year, um, early Sag. So I prepared, knowing of Mercury and Pisces, I prepared. <laughs> so... It's like, you know, when those two were conjunct back in late November last year, whatever area of your life or part of your chart that this is happening in, you might have had some great ideas or some insights or, you know, wisdom downloads, I think you were calling them at the time, Kel, on what is possible. So now it's actually a time of testing that and saying, hmm, will that work out? What can I actually do? Um, what's potentially possible with this? Because I think around the same time, the sun's going to be sextile Capricorn, is it Pluto? Um, so there will be some, you know, okay, well, this is the reality. This is what you can actually do. So bringing in those, you know, balancing the two, um, what what's the ideal and what have you actually got and how can you work with the two together? Yeah, that's a great point, Leish, about how, this is sort of a pressure point, if you like, from the Sun-Jupiter conjunction at the end of November 2018. It's like how far have you – it's almost like a first quarter moon. Quarter moon, yeah. Relationship. Yeah, where yeah. it's like that, you know, crisis in action. You're doing, how's it working out? What do you need to tweak? Do you need a bit of a course correction? And it does ask so many questions around focus and inspiration and integrity and authenticity. You know, if you're not – if you don't feel you're in alignment in those areas, you know, just being in alignment with yourself, I think questions can come up around that point in time. And the magnanimous energy, I do often see squares or oppositions to Jupiter as highlighting what I call unreciprocated generosity, where it it is this giving now when it's a passing phase, it's just like, okay, you might give a lot and only get some back. Sometimes we're okay to do that because, you know, I don't know, maybe being a Pisces, but I always think, you know, the point is to give, it's not always to receive. Like if you give it, yeah. 
you know, that you just give freely. You don't have expectations or attachments to what you give. And yeah. as long as you know that, I think, and you, you know that going in, then the generosity of wisdom or support, like the generosity of wisdom, like that idea of here's, here's what my experiences have shown me or taught me, if that can help you. This feels a lot like mentoring as well, mm. uh, like sharing yeah. that. Um, you know, of course, if you've got a square on opposition to Jupiter in your natal chart, you've got that unreciprocated generosity theme in your birth chart, that, that becomes one of your big life lessons to be more clear or mindful about how and where and when you give. Um, so maybe all of us will be just reflecting on that giving generosity, you know, do I, am I overextending with some friends or family or even with a, in a romantic situation where maybe you shouldn't? You know, it's not it's not to your advantage or it's not you're just being taken advantage of, if you like. Yeah. There's also that pay it forward idea as well. Mm. And I you know, I had a story the other night. I was um rare night out with my husband. We were grabbing meals at different restaurants to be able to go into the movies and my Mercury in Pisces, banking wasn't working. And so I was desperately trying to call Joseph to come over and pay for my dinner because I couldn't pay for it. Um, and this lovely lady just steps forward and goes, just taps a, here in Australia, you can just tap your card and it goes through. Just taps a card for me and goes, I want to pay it forward to you because I know you'll pay it forward to other people. And, you know, just out of the generosity of her spirit, she saw me in trouble and she just went, there you go. You know, and that was not cheap. It was $20. Um, and I just thought that was such a lovely thing to do. So it's almost that spirit of giving to something greater than yourself, knowing that that flow will eventually come to you. I guess a karma kind of thing that's possible as well. So, yeah. Yeah, huge. And that's the beautiful thing. Um, you just give what you can and give it freely and just put a yeah. bit of Jupiter golden sparkle out into the world to the extent that you're able to, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So shout out to that beautiful lady on the Sunshine Coast at Sunshine Plaza the other night for paying for my Vietnamese. I love you. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Um, yeah, so sweet. Um, okay, so Cass, did you want to say anything more on this aspect that you were really excited about? No, we all kind of covered it all, I think. Good, good. Oh, I like this. We're uh, whipping along. <laughs> so let's roll into Mars trine saturn which happens about eight ten hours later um so that will be the 14th of march for everybody um and yeah look i am actually looking forward to this energy just because i do like to have a little bit of focus and because it's a trine you know it's easier to meld these two energies i know you know it's it, that Mars and Saturn together are sometimes oppositions. You know, you've got the caution of Saturn and the impulse of Mars. You've got the, you know, the courage of Mars and sometimes the fear that Saturn can hold. Um, and it's kind of able to bring those two together. So it's like true courage comes when you face your fears and move forwards. Um, and, you know, Actually, when you're feeling a bit stuck, having that impulsiveness or that that energy to push you along can really get things happening. Yes, they're both in Earth signs, and I feel like that tempers Mars down even more. So, I feel like it's actually there, there's the possibility to really tap in deep with this, and I don't know, perhaps what we were talking about earlier with that. Sun, um, <laughs> I'm really struggling. That Sun squared Jupiter, um, you know, the 
the enthusiasm and the optimism and the potential with that, this will actually then take that and drive it and, and really create some structure and some focus on how to how to take those things forward. Um, so, yeah, I don't, you know, it, it will have a slower and steadier pace, um, but I feel like it will really have the power and the drive to get things done in a really disciplined and structured way. So if there's anything specific you want to focus on with this or you, you something you really need to give a really good push to, this will be the kind of the afternoon, evening for those in Australia or the day for those in the US, to really, you know, get the muscle behind it and really give it a good shove. I love it. Get your muscle behind it. Of course, I can't help but thinking, you know, our dear Cass has a Mars satin aspect and she loves to get her muscles behind the weights. Yeah. Of the and, <laughs> and not just that, but a, a Mars in Taurus too. So, <clears throat> totally. I mean, yeah, I don't. Sorry, go, Cass. Yeah, I don't mind, you know, getting the, uh, the pump on. <laughs> you love it. Oh, it keeps me sane, you know, like, yeah. yeah. But no, it's. Um, you know, when Mars and Saturn are working together, whether it's through Square, which I have, or Trine, which is happening this week, I mean, what I always find, and I see it in clients too, it's like, you know, there can be that kind of stop-start energy because of Saturn, but um, but when you've kind of got your teeth on the bit, like, you go for gold with it, so... Um, and we've got Mars and Taurus, so there is that slow to get started, but you'll see it once you've got your mind made up or you've, you know, committed, it's like, okay, I'm in it now, and um, that is kind of how I operate, like, in everything. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you are feeling a little bit ambivalent or, you know, a little bit kind of, you know, pushed, pulled with the whole Jupiter, Sun, square Jupiter bit, um, you know, this aspect is a little bit of a counteraction to that. It's, you know, well, let's just kind of, you know, earth signs, you know, need that kind of, there's a bit of a stripping away of the inessential a little bit with Saturn, um, well, a lot with Saturn. And then we've got the earth component too. It's like, you know, what's really grounded, what's really practical, what is going to build a, build a solid foundation that I can do the Jupiter dreams from? <clears throat> Mm. Um, otherwise it's just you know a whole lot of go and no show isn't it so nobody likes that um so a lot of show no go whatever it is so yeah it's <laughs> you know like it. It, we've got the promise with the jupiter uh, the sun jupiter and then the delivery with mars saturn yeah. yeah, it is quite a contrast of energies isn't it just like within a 24-hour period we go from sort of the heights of you know, optimism with the sun square Jupiter to <clears throat> not necessarily, it's not a depths kind of thing because it is Mars trine Saturn, but it is much more grounded and practical. It's definitely like coming back down to reality around what's possible, what's reasonable, what's realistic. Um, I do like a good Mars Saturn aspect for discipline and dedication to get things done. Sometimes, well, I don't know, for me personally, being a bit of a Jupiter person, I definitely have you know so many things that I want to do like all the things and then you know to have these sort of energies that kind of like remind you look you can't do that then because you're already doing this other thing just a couple of weeks later so I think the Mars Saturn is a bit like bringing some quality control into the mix to help you kind of you know um, prioritize or hone your wish list down if you like to two or three projects the the other thing that I kind of but be struck by is 
Jupiter's in Sag, Mars is in Taurus, Saturn's in Capricorn. Now, neither Mars nor Taurus make a traditional aspect to Jupiter and Sag. So a part of me does wonder a little bit about like, there's a Jupiter piece going on somewhere and then there's the Mars Saturn piece, which is like totally, they're not, they're not interacting if you like. Um, and so it's like in one area of your life, it's really appropriate to be quite hopeful or adventurous or even quite optimistic, but there are other topics or other areas in your life where you do need to be a little bit more firm or a little bit more um, like structured or timely or even deadline oriented. So Different day, different energy, but uh, I think it's going to shift our focus from one part of our life to another as well. Yeah. Good point, Kel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one of the images that I have for this Mars Saturn is um, where I live. <clears throat> to be all banana farms and pineapple farms and, and ginger farms, and we're right on the top of this mountain, and they used to have these huge bullock drays that used to drag things up and it would take a long time, but these bulls would just go at it and go at it and go at it all day long to be able to get what they needed to the top. And then they'd rest and they'd go back down again, sleep, and then the next day they'd do the same. And it would often take them, you know, some of the old farmers around here say it would take them a whole day to get from the bottom to the top. But it's, yeah, it's that that ability to really be realistic and pragmatic and, and slow down, take your time with it. Um, it's definitely not, you know, Rome was built in a day kind of stuff. Um, but it's it's that extra added oomph to something that we may need. So, yeah. It sort of reminds me of the three rocks analogy where you choose your three biggest rocks to focus your life on um, and then the little rocks can kind of fit in around the big rocks because oh, really... Yeah. Yeah, so like really if you, you know, you know, most people can manage three things, you know, pretty well. Like say maybe it's a relationship, a career, um, a sideline project or children, for example. Like whatever your three big things are. Yeah. If you start adding more than that, uh, then you've got too many balls in the air. So the Mars trine Saturn can probably help you really define what your three big rocks are. Mm. And it might mean, okay, well, shifting from the Jupiter, yeah, I can do that to like, oh, maybe I can do this really well um, as opposed to doing this half-assed, mm. if you like. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's a Stephen Covey thing, like the seven the three right. effective people. I think, I think I, I don't know, one of our listeners might be able to correct us. And let us yeah, know. I don't. It's like big rocks and then small rocks and you've got to do the big, the important things have to come first. They're supposed to yeah. get more of your time because Saturn in Cap is so practical in that regard. Like it's yeah. literally a straight line between top priority and most of your time. But for yeah. many of us, that's not what it looks like. So there is a streamlining, simplifying energy that I think Mars Trinsatin can bring in for sure. Yeah, I just always think the... Um, the long-term goal and the daily discipline that gets there. Yes. Like, okay, okay you know, what do I want? Totally you, Cass. Yeah. And this <laughs> is like, what's your long-term goal and then what are you doing every day to, to get yourself there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I find, you know, I'm kind of having to, you know, whether it's personal, professional, you know, people at me all the time, you know, what, what, what do I do? What should I do? Do And then I tell them because I'm a cancer and I'll <laughs> tell them. And then that's like, oh, I expect you to do it. You know, you don't, you know, yeah. ask, don't ask whole me, you know, 
you like you know when people ask 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 for advice but then they kind of like never take it like, yeah well, you know establish what you call it ask calling ask calling yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i've never heard that phrase before yeah so well every this episode <laughs> Well, you know, we've all come across those people who will ask like 20 people, how should I go about something? But then they never take all the advice that they ask for. Um, so, and that's their choice, but it's kind of annoying when it happens to you. So, but it's like, just choose what it is, the, your big rock. And it's like, are you actually, you know, doing what you need to do to achieve that outcome? Mm-hmm. And it, it's actually being like brutally honest with yourself. If your goal is to like save money well why you you know you either got two choices either earn more or you spend less one or the other it's it's just so sad to cap you know and um but it's hard to kind of you know look on at yourself and do those things and that's kind of what I think Brian is is encouraging us to do it's it's supportive okay well let's break this down what's the goal let's let's kind of um reverse engineer it so to speak yeah, totally. That Mars, like, you know, the surgeon's knife just to get that simplicity, slice away those things that are not needed so you can focus on those three rocks. I mean, otherwise you're going to end up in that buffet of crazy we've been banging on since we started. <laughs> this is I need to focus. I've got, about, I've got about ten rocks, so this is new to me. I need to find out what my three rocks are. Yeah, and uh, and that's the beauty of the satin and cap, like getting mm-hmm. crystal on what what is important to you. Um, and if it's not important to you, it's like what do they say online? See a Felicia or something? Buy Felicia, whatever it is. It's just that simple. Yeah, totally. I I mean, Kath, I don't even know where you're getting some of these sayings from today. I've like so never <laughs> heard of them. <laughs> but yeah, ask calling like. Whenever somebody asks holes me, it's really <laughs> I'll always help them, but I realize I know what they're doing. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. Okay, well, speaking of such things, word choices and phrases, I mean, is there anything more to say on Mars it's try and satin? Because otherwise I'm gonna move on to our final aspects for the week. <laughs> Off you go, no, just Kel. Get, just get crystal on whatever it is you want. Get crystal. Easy. Yeah, totally. So there, even though Mercury is retrograde, obviously still making aspects and coming up on the weekend, I'm having trouble picking between two. Um, let's go with Mercury Pluto. I like Mercury sextile Pluto. Um, so that's happening on Saturday the 16th in uh, Canada and the States. And oh, here's my Australia list here. Mercury sextile Pluto will be the 17th, Sunday the 17th in Australia. So what are the degrees? Um, Mercury sextile Pluto. Sorry, guys. Obviously, um, Alicia did a lot of preparation beforehand, and I'm pretty jolly. 22 Pisces to 22 Cap. So what I like about Mercury sextile Pluto is it does bring clarity. It helps you kind of find out things that you have maybe suspected or given that Mercury's in Pisces, you might have been feeling or intuiting for a while. And I think because Mercury is sextile Pluto, that's going to be a three-part process where we're going to get that aspect three times. We've already had the first time. I'm going to refer to exactly when that happened. Uh, so we can <laughs> it'll be second half of Feb. Here we go. Um, February 23rd, 24th was the first Mercury-Pluto aspect. We're having our second one at the end of this week, March 16 and 17. 
And our third and final Mercury-Pluto sextile is going to come through around the 10th, 11th of April. So there's this, anytime Mercury's retrograde, if he's making aspects, we will usually get a three-part process set up rather than just having the aspect as a one-off. So it just helps you put into context that there may be some very, literally Mercury-Pluto is deep and meaningful conversations. It's conversations or discussions that go below the level that you normally communicate or discuss at and it can they can be revelatory in the sense that you're discovering things about yourself or about someone else or about a situation that you didn't know it's like hidden information you go digging or you go investigating a little bit like a dog with a bone if I borrow a phrase from Cass's playbook um, you know you don't let up and I think the whole point with Mercury retro and Pisces is you might have been mulling over something or something's just been niggling at your spidey senses for a while and this weekend gives you maybe the gumption or the courage to actually start a conversation about it and just see where it takes you. Um, so I do like Mercury-Pluto aspects for discovery and for openness and for increasing depth. One of the things I always think about with Mercury-Pluto is that honesty increases intimacy. So this is the kind of conversation where, you know, you know that saying from a Tom Cruise movie where it's like, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. And then like this is the kind of aspect where it's like, no, no, I want the truth. Warts and all, we'll figure out what it means or where we go from here. But it's very much about putting everything out uh, out on the table, if you like, laying your cards out. So it'll be a weekend of very deep and potentially fruitful but certainly eye-opening conversations, at least as I'm reading it. What do you guys think about this aspect, Mercury Retro, Sextile, Pluto and Cap? I always um, think of Mercury, Pluto, um, Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. <laughs> I don't know why. I just always think of that, like, because his whole, he was always digging for the truth in that entire series. Um, and Love just, it. You know, sipping the coffee and they'd be, how do you want your coffee? And it was, you know, it was black as midnight on a moonless night. You know, so Pluto, just really wanting to, like, dig in. And I don't know why I always think about him when I think about Mercury-Pluto, but I do. Love it. That's fantastic. So he was, like, the investigator or something? Um, yes. He was the, uh, I think they brought him in from another state to investigate the murder. So he was definitely asking the questions and he was, you know, connecting the dots, very mercury, but was sort of like pretending he was kind of like everyone's, he had that little bit of a trickster quality where he had that sense of humour. Um, he was kind of um, kind of friending everybody but with a little bit of a ulterior motive ulterior in a way. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know, I think he really personified that um that kind of aspect and you know that's a very old series now so it might be a little bit new to some people we're aging ourselves yes <laughs> yeah yeah and then when he was in sex of the city i was like oh there's that guy from two peaks so yeah. um <laughs> yeah so it's fantastic yeah. was it? it was trey oh, yeah, that's his Trank. real name yeah yeah, yeah, so I don't know. He's I just um, he just plastic. that's right. So he just had so many one-liners in the show as well. So very um, mercury. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost you know you can all, you put nearly every astrological aspect down to a Seinfeld episode as well. Um, yeah, so that's I was actually true. thinking about that yesterday. Yeah, so. I was thinking about planetary days and they were going through, the three of them were going through their feels for the, each day of the week and then 
Jerry was like, a Tuesday has no feel. And then I was like, yeah, because it's ruled by Mars and the night is Saturn. Of course, nobody wants to feel that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's my Mercury Pluto with uh, Agent Dale Cooper. I love it. I love it. What about you, Lise? Um, for me, I think because of the Pisces uh, factor in there, it's the willingness to be vulnerable with yeah. somebody else to really open totally. up and have those deep and honest conversations and because Plato has got that power factor in it as well it's almost like being willing to in the open conversations actually hand your power over to somebody else and not in a way of you know being a victim but it's like okay if I'm willing to step into this space and be vulnerable and really share deeply with you it's actually not giving you power over me, but it, it, it's actually making things more powerful between us because of what mm. we can share and how we can get to know each other and, and the intimacy that is possible when those kind of conversations happen. So, um, and look, this doesn't just have to be, you know, one-to-one. This can even be in a group, um, in a situation where if everybody's honest with each other and everybody's open and the truth is out there, then real practical decisions can be made going from there, which Pluto and Capricorn is going to be love. They're going to love. Um, but, you know, when things aren't based on the truth, it's kind of it's confusing and it's misinformation and it's that Pisces side of it. So, yeah, in a positive way is to get into that vulnerable space with somebody be sensitive, be willing to be open and then see where it goes and and how actually people can claim their own power back from those kind of situations. So, yeah. Brene Brown, isn't it, the whole Mercury-Pluto piece? As soon as you said vulnerability, I'm like, oh, yeah, we should all just read Brene Brown this weekend. (laughs) Yes, Yes, exactly. I just had to... Daring greatly, braving the wilderness. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, she's got some great uh, Mercury-Pluto you know, wisdom bits in those books. So, you know, and it is about, um, you know, taking that dive, you know. It's like you may not like what you find when you get there, but Mm -hmm. you'll be better for it for doing it rather than being in that place of denial or what have you. And I just had to Google some uh, quotes from FBI special agent Dale Cooper. (laughs) Because I loved that show. I should just rewatch it for the fun of it. I actually don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, I just have all these like astro downloads. So, um, and I'm just come out of my Neptune square. So there was a bit of bit of that oh, there. I'm glad it's not just me watch. that does that. I watch <laughs> through the zodiac. It's crazy. <laughs> so one of his top quotes was: "Every day, once a day, give yourself a present." And this might be, you know, as I said, it may not be something that you actually want to get but I think you'll be better for getting it like revealing the truth of something that you might have just been glossing over Mm. um and you know asking for that conversation that you need to have and if you're not getting it if um like you know whether it's in a relationship or in a job or whatever oh it's rooster time um it's I just want um, to interject on the chicken conversation. So sure. The chickens interrupted my astrology podcast show last month as well, which could yeah. talk about. And then Patrick Watson, another fellow astrologer, has talked about how his wife has moved the chickens. Apparently his office got somehow co-opted into the chicken coop and he couldn't record videos for ages, but his wife has just relocated the chickens. So he's back to video. I'm like, 
There's a thing. It's a thing. Astrologers have chicken problems. I was just going to say. I've got three examples. It's like it's, you had to have a cat to be a real astrologer. Now you've got to be a, have a chicken. You've got to have yeah. chicken. Uh, Crazy anyway, chicken lady. Sorry. I had to interrupt on the rooster piece. No, so, no. It was so funny when I heard it. Us? Um, yeah, and, you know, <coughs> yeah, give yourself that present of truth and honesty. Mm-hmm. And it, as I said, it doesn't always feel like it's a gift, but once you get to the other side of it, it actually is. And whether it's, you know, a partner or a work situation or what have you, if you cannot be respected and reciprocated that truth or, you know, someone's avoiding a conversation that you yeah. really want to have, then that's telling you a lot in of itself. I learned that personally a couple of months ago. <laughs> we all know what that refers to. Uh, well, yes, actually. <laughs> the funny thing, as you're saying that, Cass, I'm glad you sort of mentioned that because Mercury is going to get some clarity from dealing with Pluto. Yeah, now, which I'm getting right now. Correct. And so this is a clarifying, it makes things crystal clear. I see that. I understand that. I get where that person's coming from. Or now I've got the backstory about why this situation has come to be what it is, basically. You may, you know, sometimes when things get clear, you I think it's like a moment because I think Mercury in Pisces is very unclear for the most part, but as it interacts with you know, certain planets, it does get, it dries out a little bit and that dryness yeah. gives us a yeah, little Mercury, I wonder though, yeah. because this is Mercury retrograde in Pisces, I wonder whether or not the clarity, I mean, it may be an internal clarity, but it may not necessarily come out until the retrograde goes forward. I don't know. It just. Yeah, yeah I mean, it may not. I guess I was thinking that like this is the second Mercury-Pluto in just like a month. And so yeah. in some ways it's like revisiting a conversation or a topic or a decision from late Feb, going yeah. back over familiar territory, going deeper, getting some more understanding. I don't necessarily think the situation is done because we do still mm-hmm. have that third um aspect play out but it is a retrograde leash so I feel like I would love to hear from our listeners as to how this yeah. weekend goes discussion planning clarity wise are you going back over stuff from a few weeks ago do you get some clarity is there still you know work to be done which would all sort of fit I think in Mercury and Pisces particularly retrograde there is a bit of a disconnect between you know you feel in the feels but you can't apply the logic to it uh-uh. it's like You know, it's like it takes a while for the feelings to rise up to the brain, if that makes sense. And then I think Pluto is just going to turn up the spidey feels to maybe like 11. And you may not be able to um, articulate it yet. You may not be able to fully understand it in of your own self. But those feelings, you know, Pluto is, you know, really kind of, deepening all of that stuff and it may not mean that you can fully get those words to kind of really come out yet but you can at least sort of let's just hash this out for a bit we may not find the clarity or the end point yet or the way forward yet but let's just kind of just throw our pieces on the table and um play with it for a bit yeah yeah so there's definitely Definitely a lot there. So three aspects for this week, I guess, that we have managed to cover in our slightly more structured session than last week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) We got very excited. And, of course, this is our first full week, I guess, with Uranus in Taurus. So, yeah. yeah, It wasn't so Piscean as last week was. Uh, Thank goodness. Um, 
So anything else you guys want to say tonight? Anything either about this week's aspects that we've highlighted or stuff you guys have coming up that you want to share with everyone? I'm still drowning in an ocean of words. Great. <laughs> very, very happily so. <laughs> Excellent. I even uh, bought a new office chair, so that's helping me. Excellent. A good mm-hmm. chair is important. I bought yep. this, the third new chair that I bought in the last 12 months. I just kept taking them back, but this one's staying because it's actually good. You like it. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a bit sort of weird looking because I think it's probably technically a gaming chair of some kind, but I'm learning that actually they make really good quality stuff for gamers. So my new laptop oh, yeah. is actually a low-end gaming laptop and it's very good. They're much You're still happy with it? Oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. So awesome. I'm in love with it, actually. I'm going to write the people who recommended it to me, um, the computer guy in Orangeville. <laughs> Funnily Good to enough. know. I'm up for a, a new laptop. I don't think I would ever buy like a standard a regular one brand laptop again basically. oh serious wow yeah. that's good to it's, know it's very light so it's great for mm. traveling but it's sturdy like it does have that sort of solid like it can take being thrown in an overhead cabin or if it's in your carry-on and it felt like it's not going to break it doesn't feel fragile mm-hmm. it's oh, made of metal great. not plastic basically. stainless steel um yeah casing yeah yeah it's yeah. very solid so least did you have anything to share about this week for everyone um i am doing it's probably not exactly from this week but where tickets go are on sale now for a new moon group i'm doing with it's yoga art therapy and astrology here on the sunshine coast for the new moon in aries next month so pop online to my website to come along. It's going to be an awesome afternoon of just connecting and reevaluating, you know, drawing to a close the astrological year that was up until this point and, yeah, reopening it with the new moon in the Aries in early April. So that's actually going to happen at the end of this month. Sorry, it's going to happen. It's on, oh, where's my calendar? Um, yeah, it's happening on Saturday the 30th of March. Fantastic. Coast. Yep. That's great. And I am just getting organised for my what should I do with my life, career, life direction, astrology class, my online astrology class, which is starting on Monday, March 25th. So info for that is on the homepage for my website. So wish you guys all a wonderful week. Um, Always lovely talking with you, Cass and Leash. And we'll be back again next week with another episode for you. But until then... Take care, everyone. Uh, Enjoy the week and uh, send us a little message via our Facebook page or uh, YouTube YouTube in the SoundCloud chat box, wherever is comfortable for you. Let us know how you're going. We always love hearing how you experience the astrology. So we look forward to talking with you again soon. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks, girls.